fantasy baseball fanatics. How you doing? Welcome to the Fantasy MD's Baseball Podcast. Today is Wednesday, April 20th, 2022. This is our 15th episode. Your host, Dominic Martino. Here with my co-host, as always, uh, Matthew Anay. Matt, what's up, brother? I'm a little excited today. I'm chomping at the bit already. No, it's great, man. I'm 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 excited here. This is going to be a great weekend of baseball. I'm going to be at a game. It's going to be a good time. Oh, uh, yeah, there we go, brother. I'm I'm fully excited, man. I'm super, super excited for this one. Um, We're going to have a lot of fun on the episode today. We're going to start with um finger on the pulse. Um, That's our little segment. We've been trying to do it every episode. We're going to, you know, hopefully going forward, remember to do it every episode, you know, a nice little segment here at the beginning where we touch upon something, you know, um, in baseball that we're feeling you know, just a little MD's vibes for you guys, you know, um, and today we're going to start with a big one. That's um, CJ Crone uh, leading the league in uh, home runs with six so far, looking absolutely fantastic. Um, just give myself a little pat on the back here for that one. If you listen to the first base episode, um, when Matt and I got outside of the top 10, we just picked a guy that we liked. Um, and my guy was CJ Crone. Got him on a couple of teams, and I'm really excited. So far in a 48 at-bats, he's got 10 runs, 16 hits, 6 bombs, 16 RBIs, and he's hitting 333. Off to a hot start. And um, I'll, leave, I'll read you off what he did last year, too. Um, building off of that great year last year in 142 games with the Colorado Rockies. Once again, CJ Crone had 470 at that's uh, 70 runs, 28 bombs, 92 RBIs, and he hit 281. So my little prediction here is I think he builds off of what he did last year. I think, um, you know, if he keeps it up at this rate, I'm not saying, I'm not guaranteeing he's going to, but if he can keep up similar to this rate, I think 40 bombs ain't out of the question. I think another 280 batting average is out of the question. And the Rockies are off to a hot start. If anyone's been paying attention, you know, with uh, KB there looking good, Elias Diaz, McMahon, they got a couple of little sneaky guys there that are, you know, keeping them afloat with the rest of the team in that division, pretty tough division. But if you got CJ Crone right now, I think you hold, I'm not selling high on him unless you get a blow me away offer. I really think that he's going to be a standout this year. One of those guys that's a breakout, you know, and in Colorado, you know, and a year under his belt, he finally, you know, breaking out here late in the career. Matt, any thoughts on CJ Crone? I mean, uh, the kid's looking great. I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, you know, I'm happy that you're, you're, you know, you get to take your victory lap today, but, um, Thank you, one, my brother. One thing I would say is I'm not trying to move him per se, but I I wouldn't mind floating an offer out to somebody that owns Acuna, or somebody that has somebody yeah. somebody big that's sitting on the on the IL right now. It's going to be back soon. Somebody that's probably struggling right off the bat, and could possibly be looking for that boost. So you know, I I don't know if somebody's going to accept it. You may have to package it, but shoot, I'd be looking package at, him with an ace, maybe. Yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly. And you can probably, you might be able to scoop him out from under and, you know, turn him into, you know, your waiver wire free 99 player into Acuna. So that'd be fire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think that's it. Let's move on to the news. Yeah, as you as you were saying, though, Matt, why don't you lead there? You know, Acuna's looking great so far yeah. in his rehab start. One thing I just will throw out there, one my one my cool little stat here on that, um, Acuna smashed a double, um, you know, and it was just off of a great pitching prospect, too, uh, Marlins' number one uh, pitching prospect, Max Meyer. But, Matt, I'll let you take the lead off there. You can do your Acuna rant and what you think uh, the outlook on him is. So, I mean, you know, we all know he had the ACL last year in the middle of the season and, um, you know, it, it was unfortunate, but, you know, it's looking really, really, really good. I mean, I didn't even expect him to be in a rehab spot start. I was waiting for next year, honest, I mean, next week, honestly, it was, it's, it's a little bit ahead of, uh, ahead of time. And on top of that, 
if anybody watched a little like instant replay, how fast he got the second on that double that pretty much was a bomb. Um, he got there in like five seconds. So he's looking like he's up to speed already. Like, you know what? That it's a good sign. He, he's probably going to see the bases where I didn't think he was going to get um, in the post uh, before before the uh, season started. And the fact that he already played outfield as well, it's not like he was just playing DH is another big thing because that means he's going to be playing, uh, playing outfield when he comes up. And that means they're probably not going to hold him back for them steals. So, you know, we're going to have something pretty good here for him. Um, you know, that's really just about it. Dumb. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you there on Acuna. Um, he looks great so far. He um he played uh six innings out there today. Uh, I don't know if you mentioned that, Matt. Uh, he played six innings, um, mm. all in right field. So that's fantastic to see. I think he's going to be um on um back back on track way sooner than later. Uh, I think the outlook is fantastic on him, man. Uh, I think if you have him, if you took him early in drafts this year, he's going to pay off. He's um, one of the best players in the league when healthy, literally. In my opinion, top three, he's right up there with um, Tatis, Vlad, um, Soto as well. So I guess he got a nice little top four there with those guys. And, I mean, I guess you could, I guess you could throw in Jose Ramirez the way he's playing right now as well. But um, oh, great outlook on him, guys. We're, we're happy here at the MDs to see that Acuna is um, back doing his thing. Um, so we'll keep it pushing here um, on to the next uh, big piece of news for us. Uh, looks like Lucas Giolito is going to be back pretty soon. Um, it looks like him and Tony La Russa came out and said that he is going to start this um, Sunday against the Twins. Um, it's good news. Uh, he had that little ab issue there, a little tied up early in the season. Um uh, that's really it on him, Matt. Any thoughts there on Giolito besides, you know, he's going to hopefully get back to form. He looks good in that first start. Let's keep it trucking. Yeah, all right, my brother. Um, also, uh, in the news and notes, uh, Shane Boz working his way back. Looks like he should be back sooner than later. He started off the injured, uh, the year on the injured list. He had um, arthro arthroscopic surgery on the right elbow. Um, once again, working his way back. I think the outlook is sometime in possibly May. But um, besides that, anything else, Matt? Anything you want to throw on Shane Boz, one of the top prospects in baseball? If he's out there, I'd say Adam, you know, if you got the extra IL spot. I don't think he's sitting out there on the waiver wire for he is, definitely do. But what I would, you know, me, I, I you could probably kind of tell I'm like a trade trade fiend over here. You know, I probably have a little <laughs> addiction going on. But I'd probably try and acquire him on the cheap, you know, kind of like downplay him to, your, to the owner. And as soon as you can come up with, you could probably get off with somebody that you picked up off waiver wires and, try and snag him. He's going to be, a, he's going to be an ace for the rest of the year, essentially. So I would probably, probably make that move. Yeah. I'm just actually trying to pull up his ownership percentage here. Um, I do have him. He's at 66% on Yahoo. So I think that's um, actionable. You know, if he, if he is the, out there, I'd be looking around this time to add before he really starts ramping up and everyone gets the news and notifications. That's why we're here at the MDs, just trying to keep you guys updated on, you know, everything that that's going on in uh, the world of fantasy baseball. Um, so with that in mind, here's one that we can't really help you too much with uh, Steven Strasburg with that neck and shoulder, still not really a timetable for him. Um, Dave Martinez, the manager, came out of the Washington Nationals and said that um, the, possi the possibility of him returning next month is uh, 
a little bit in doubt because um, he's still not really out there throwing or anything amongst the lines of that. So um, uh, he, I like Boz over him at this point. If if you have him on your team and you need to drop somebody, he's he could be a drop. I'm not too excited about you know the outlook on Strasburg. I mean, when he's healthy, he's a great pitcher, but he hasn't been healthy since 2019, and we're in 2022 at this point. So, yep. <laughs> drop him like I'm hot, and you know just yeah, yeah. Give him, him. The, give him the old Snoop Dogg. Drop it like it's hot. <laughs> All right, yes, so uh, keep, keep it pushing here. Um, man, this is a sad one as a Yankee fan to talk about, but um, Garrett. I'm going to just yeah. turn this to the back. They shouldn't yeah, even hear right. it. Yeah, uh, so, so far, Garrett calls off to a tough start, man. And uh, I'll read you off his numbers here. So far in three starts, Cole's got a 6.35 ERA in uh, 11.1 innings, you know, 12 Ks. He's given up uh, three home runs, seven walks, eight earned runs. It's just then the whip is 1-4-1. One, one. It's not looking good here for Garrett Cole. Um, my personal opinion is, is that he will turn it around here at some point, but is he a top 10 pitcher anymore, man? I think that's a great question. Uh, you know, Matt, what do you think right now? I'm not sure if I – if, I think I'm moving him outside of my top 10, to be honest with you. It's a tough outlook here with Garrett Cole. I mean, uh, how would I look at it? So I wouldn't put the let the hate go too far. Yeah, so, yeah, I agree with that. So he's still Garrett Cole. And, I mean, what he did last year, having <laughs> having the year he did, which I'll read that off for everybody. Oh, and I just killed it, so never mind. I got but, you, I got you. It's a, it's a last year. Garrett Cole went 16-8 and eight with a 3-2-3 ERA. Uh, that was across uh, 30 starts. He uh, 181 innings. He had 243 strikeouts and a 105. Right. So great line, great line. So I mean, that kind of production just doesn't just disappear. You know, who knows what he changed to kind of compensate for losing out on that spider glue and all that wonderful spider stuff. attack. Yeah. yeah, that 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 thing. So you know, let's see what happens. It's still early. You know, if he's doing this in two weeks, then then you. Then you fear for your life. If I'm a smart, savvy owner, again, I'm going to sound like a broken record, but I'm looking to acquire him. I'm th- I'd probably throw somebody that, you know, is an illusion as well at him and kind of try and snag him on the cheap because Garrett Cole could be like the number one pitcher in baseball again. So, you know, there's, there's Matt, probably how about to this? Off. I, I, got a, I got a question for you, and I know I already know your answer, but mm-hmm. for the average Acuna owner, if somebody comes at you and they throw Garrett Cole and uh, CJ Crone, and it's not Dynasty, let's just talk redraft. If you get a, uh, an offer, uh, CJ Crone and Garrett Cole redraft, you taking that for Acuna? Not I think you, you got to consider it. I consider it, but I don't think not I Not keeper or Dynasty. Obviously not keeper or Dynasty. Acuna's too valuable. But in a redraft, you got to think about that one. I wouldn't. For one, in a one-year scenario? Uh, I don't know. You get yourself an ace and a possible bat. I know you. I know you're going to miss out on steals, and I'm not saying I would do, but I think that's a, a questionable move at this point. I mean, you're kind of getting the value back with with Cole in terms of where you drafted him on draft capital. Yeah, yeah. But it, the only way I'm doing that is if my first base is putrid and I don't have somebody. Fair Although, enough. Otherwise, you know, I'm probably going to keep Acuna, especially with the fact that he'll be back in two weeks. It would have to be. I mean, actually, then again. That's a lot. Yeah, no, I might do Yeah, it. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. At this point, it's like, you know what, with the Garrett Cole looking the way he is, because if Garrett Cole is healthy, they're probably not offering you that deal. Yeah. But um, we, we don't want to we don't want to sit on this too much. Matt, one last question for you there. Um, Do you think you're still going to have Garrett Cole in your top 10 after, you know, after that uh, bad start? I'm going to let him ride one more start. And Fair then enough. he might Fair start enough. dropping down. 
Fair enough, my brother. All right, so we're going to keep it pushing here, keep you guys informed like, you know, we always do. Um, we're moving on to Luis Castillo. It looks like he's on his way back as well. I'm pulling up the, the details for you there. Um, Luis Castillo um, has been a very good pitcher in the past. You know, last year he had a really bad start, but finished um, strong there in the second half. Um, so it looks like he's going to make his rehab start. Um. When is he going to make it? I have it pulled up here. It's just not giving Sunday. me a date. Sunday. All right, there we go. Matt, you take over, my brother. <laughs> yeah. What are thoughts on Luis Castillo coming back here? I mean, it's it's going to be nice. Let's see what happens. You know, I, if, if he's available, which let me see. I think he was pretty highly owned. He's at 91%. Yeah, he's, so hi, he's highly owned. I don't see him doing it. I, I also, he's not a guy I'm going to go out and acquire, like how I'm talking about the other guys, you know, kind of like a change of pace for me. But, you know, if I have him, I'm pretty excited to get him back, especially with all these injuries going on. Hopefully you're not yeah. one of those guys that lost all these big names. But if you if you did, this would be a nice little addition to your your uh, rotation, at least, because it'll somewhat make up for it. I mean, I, I really want to see him bounce back. I think he's going to. But, you know, there is that possibility that he doesn't. But, you know, even if he comes out and has one bad start in the bigs, I'm going to probably just chalk it up and I'm going to wait for two or three. Um and we'll see how it rolls. It all depends on who he's gonna, who his first matchup is and whether I'm even going to play him his first matchup up. But, you know, that's really just about it. Yeah, guys, so um, just the good news. He's going to be on his way back soon. Hopefully helps you in uh fantasy team mount if you got him. Uh, moving on here. It looks like, and this is just a brand new update, 48 minutes ago from, um, 58 minutes ago, sorry, uh, from MLB.com. Looks like Jose Altuve has officially landed on the 10-day uh, IL. Um, he's got a little hamstring strain, the hamstring going on here. Uh, they called up some young kid named JJ Matjevic. Matjevic. I'm probably botching that because I've never heard of the kid before. But he was hitting 310 with four homers and 10 RBIs. Okay, this is just news to me, guys, too. So I'm just, uh, I'm just getting aboard the bandwagon here myself. Uh, looks like the kid has got some uh, talent here. I would say throw him on the waiver wire right now. Um, possibly go out there and grab him if you need him and you're in a deep league. Uh, the kid's got good numbers there. That's JJ. M-A-T-I-J-E-V-I-C for any anyone that needs to know. I'm just going to leave it at that. Go out there and give him a look because he had great numbers there in the minors. It's a good uh, lineup in Houston. They've been ro- they've been raking. Jordan Alvarez had two home runs the other day. But Altuve himself has been off to a, a tough start. So let's focus on uh, Altuve a little bit here. Uh, after a hot year, um, I'm going to read you his uh, stat line so far. Um, and not looking good at all. He has um, had... 36 at-bats, he's hitting 167, one home run, two steals, uh, six hits, and two runs. So off to a, st- a tough start here for Altuve. Um, I think he's a buy low, I'm going to be honest with you. I think he gets that hamstring right. I think he's going to bounce back and, uh, you know, maybe he doesn't reach num- last year's numbers, but I think he can get you pretty close. Uh, I'll read you off what he did last year real quick. Last year, Altuve, uh, bounce back year, 146 games, 601 at-bats. I believe he uh, led the league in steal, uh, led the league in runs at 117. He had um, 31 bombs 83 rbi five steals and he hit 278 so i think he can get you close to those numbers you know maybe a little bit uh shy of them with the with the injury here it depends on how long he hangs on that il but he would be somebody i'd be looking to buy low on i'm not going out there and looking to spend a lot on him but i think if you can get him on the cheap go ahead and take the shot yeah uh, i think that's a fair take i think you covered it so um 
I guess let's just move on to the next guy, which is uh, Austin Riley. Uh, unfortunately, you know, yeah, somebody has passed in his family, so he's going on bereavement. So, you know, our, our love and uh, prayers are with his family. And, yes, um, you know, just make, make adjustments accordingly. We're just bringing it up just so that uh, you guys know to adjust for the weekend because he's probably going to be out till Monday. So... Yes, sir. Uh, we'll keep it pushing there. Um, just wanted to point out a quick little uh, uh, closer note because we're not really going to uh, talk too much about that position today. I uh, wanted to throw out there that Josh uh, Stalmount has got the last two saves for Kansas City. Looks like he's taking the job from Scott Barlow. Adjust accordingly. Go out there and I'd say add him in uh, any leagues that are you need a closer, need to pick up saves. I actually like him a lot, um, a lot over than the closures we talked about um last week you know so go out and i'd say uh he's a he's a ad definitely like a ad right now like a pause podcast go pick him up if you need closers that that's how i feel about him Matt, i don't know if you feel the same way but he's supposed to be a pretty good guy everything i've heard about him is good yeah absolutely and also too just since we're talking about closers anthony bender's still out there at 51 yes that, so he's another one that's valuable if you're hurting so honestly if, you, if you're like dom and probably didn't draft the closer at all this year. hey my, i've improved my closer situation i don't want to hear it i'm you doing did. a little bit better at the moment you, i got david robertson who i told everyone to go pick up yeah. and he's holding it down right now that's right. what and, and andrew kittridge got me a good save uh the other day too but i'm not we're not gonna get into all that i'm right i'm, ha- I'm hanging around i'm hanging around right um, but, uh, Quick, just you know, keep it, keep yeah, it. Nah, I know, I know, scoop them up, Dom. You know. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, yeah, right. I might have to pick them up. <laughs> all right. So, uh, keep you guys informed here. Uh, looks like Christian Vasquez is hitting the COVID IL. Um, so uh, keep an eye out there for your Boston Red Sox. Maybe something happens uh, with them. Maybe something does it. But uh, keep the eye out there. Uh, once again, guys, I'm just gonna throw this out there. I know a couple people were looking for uh, replacement catchers. We talked about him yesterday. We're talking about him again. Two seconds. Elias Diaz, Colorado Rockies. You want to hear more? Go back to yesterday's episode to keep it pushing um we're gonna talk about a few guys that have uh hit the il um it looks like actually another covid situation might be going on in cleveland they've had three guys hit the il covid il in the past day owen miller uh cal quantro and i forgot the third one i don't think it's as actionable as the first two so uh, just again adjust accordingly there might be a little situation in cleveland um jose ramirez owners i hope you have a backup third baseman uh on your lineup if not go out there and get one just in case uh, all right, another one that sucks because we just talked about him yesterday. It looks like Andrew Heaney hit the IL. Um, I'm going to pull up the exact injury here in a second for you, but um, it really stinks. I'm not sure what the Dodgers are going to do as far as the rotation goes. We'll keep you guys updated when we hear anything. I haven't heard anything yet as far as the specifics on Heaney. He was placed on the 10-day injured list with uh, left shoulder discomfort, so that you never want to hear that. That's bad news. Anything on the shoulder is never good. Uh, we'll keep you guys updated. As for right now, just stash him. I think if it's a minor thing, uh, you hang on to him for now. If it's a big thing, you just cut him. Yeah, I mean, I didn't want to see. Uh, I didn't want to see his uh, hot streak go away this quick or this. Oh, way. it was bound to happen. But it, it was bound to know, happen. I can say I told you so. <laughs> bound to happen. Bound to happen, man. It was. A, it was. A, it's a. It's a juice the orange situation here with Andrew Heaney. Yeah. You know. You know. If you, hey, if you ride it as long as you can. Yeah. Uh, but to keep it pushing here, um, looks like Alex Cobb, who was off to a hot start. Another guy I mentioned um in the the you know the preseason there. So if you were listening, you probably got him on your team. But he did hit the IL once again. I'm going to give you the exacts there in a minute. Uh, him and Alex would have both looked great so far. By the way, for the San Francisco Giants. Uh, it looks like he's got a groin injury here. It doesn't look like it's going to be too serious, but uh, I'm not, I'm not really, 
not really too worried about it. Once again, he's a guy who I do like. So you just throw him on the IL for now and you see where it goes. He's probably a little bit below some of the other guys that we've talked about, though, some of those bigger name pitchers that are hitting the IL. But I do like Alex Cobb if you do have the spot there for him. I think he's going to have a good year. Yeah. And, you know, you just kind of move on, keep trucking, because I don't think he's going to come back in any kind of shape either. But, uh, you know, this is another unfortunate news. This is called the IL section. And, yeah, um, this is what it's called. <laughs> um, they, this guy is a little bit more upsetting for me, and that's Casey Mize. I was expecting a really big yeah. year from him. Luckily, it doesn't look like TJ. They're getting a second opinion. It's more of an elbow strain, and, you know, they don't see him out for, you know, a long period of time. But they're going to be cautious because he's a young stud pitcher. And, you know, it's one of those things where I, I believe he has a nasty slider. So that's a, a lot of uh, what usually causes TJ. So, you know, we're just going to – they're probably going to be a little bit more reserved. I don't see him back for a month. But, you know, if he's, somebody dropped yeah. him, you know, I'd probably add him. That's just me. Uh, if I didn't have seven guys on the IL right now, I'd probably already have him sitting on my IL. Yeah. So, I'll, I'll tell you guys this. I, I dropped him in a few leagues today, to be honest. It was a tough, it was a tough cup, but with all these guys in the IL, it's just that, you know, you got to prioritize who you like and who you don't like. Not that I don't like Casey Mize, but with the specific news that came out that they're going to baby him. I don't like to hear that at all. And mm-hmm. with the elbow injury, this could be just, you know, you don't see Casey Mize till after the all-star break, which is just what stinks. I, I was very high in him coming into this year. I drafted him in almost all my leagues, but like I said, with the, with the type of injury, the elbow, it's going to be tough for him, and I, I really don't see him coming back anytime soon. I think you could feel free to drop him at this point if you got other IL injuries that you want to prioritize. That's just how I feel. Um, last one here is kind of interesting. Uh, something a little crazy happened yesterday, and it's always fun to see crazy stuff happen in baseball as long as nobody's getting hurt. So Luke Voigt decides he's going to, you know, be an, a beast animal like he is and slide into home uh, and collide with uh, Tyler Stevenson and the two big. Big boys just uh, smashing into each other. It didn't look great, but I don't know. Some people were saying intentional. I really didn't get to see a lot of it, so I'm not sure. But it came out afterwards that Tommy Pham wants to fight Luke Voigt because he knows a, a boxing gym in San Diego because he used to play for the Padres. So I don't know, a whole bunch of crazy stuff. But Tyler Stevenson asked the IL due to that collision. Um, it's, uh, it's it's crazy, to be honest. Uh, once again, if you need a catcher, go get Elias Diaz. Matt, yeah. let's hear on, on Luke Voigt just being crazy because he hasn't hit a goddamn thing so far. Yeah, I think, if anything, this is kind of like a, a good thing for him because, you know, the guy got traded right before the season, probably hasn't even unpacked a single box yet. So he'll probably get his life in order and then probably come back and start hitting some balls. So, you know, it's a it's good thing. He's probably going to get a nice 10 days off where he can, you know, focus on his family and his life and come back with a clear head. So, you know what? Honestly, people dropped him. I'm probably scooping him up as he's getting ready to come back. And, uh, you know, I, I expect to see a better side of Luke Voigt. So, but I think we can yeah, move on all to right, the next guys. section here. Yeah, Matt. Uh, all right, let's go on. So now we're, we want to get into here. We are going to talk about some pitchers that we like to add for, you know, the upcoming few days that we're going to really call this our week two um, pitcher section here. Um, I'm going to start with somebody that I went out and picked up today. Um, and, and actually, I, I'd like to pull up the article if I can. But that's um, Paul Blackburn of the Oakland Athletics. He had a great first two starts here. 
I know the first one came against Tampa Bay, which is a great team and doing well so far. Um, it was a seven strikeout, five inning game. But the big thing here is, I'm, if I could find the article that I was reading earlier, they were talking about how he has this new curveball that he's working on and he's getting a lot of swings and misses on it. So he's very improved um, as a 28-year-old here. I know he hasn't had a great track record so far, but hear me out. The thing is, if you're adding a new pitch to your arsenal or you're looking to change something, and he's also added a mile an hour in velocity on the fastball. So, you know, if you're adding velocity and you have a new pitch that's showing successful, I think that's always good to see. And the second outing came against the Toronto Blue Jays, which is another great hot team. You know, he handled them for, um, I believe it was another uh, five, in, five inning outing and uh, only three strikeouts in that one, but he's not really a huge strikeout guy. So I'm not looking for a lot of strikeouts from him. I think you can go get um, Paul Blackburn for like nothing right now. Um, I believe he's only 15% owned as of when I picked him up today on Yahoo. So I think he's a little sneaky ad. You know, if you're hurting that starting pitching, somebody could take a look at. He's made um, a couple changes, as I mentioned. And, you know, you give him a shot. If he's not good, uh, his next outing is actually tomorrow against Baltimore. Uh, once again, today's Wednesday, so I'm not really helping you out too much with that. You know, um, but I think you go out there and you can add him for his next start after that if he shows out against Baltimore like I think he's going to. Matt, uh, any thoughts on Paul Blackburn? I, I think, you know what, he's a nice ad. Screw you for getting him before me. And, um, you know, I think that he's probably the number one or number or one A, one B to the pitcher pickup for the weekend. And um, I think that, you know, you, you pick him up with confidence. And I think we just roll into uh, Corey Kluber, who is doing a lot better than I thought he would this season. And uh, I'm pretty, I'm pretty intrigued. I'm on the cusp of actually picking him up as we speak, but at the same time, I might not pull the trigger, but it's just Bay enough. It's a tough start in his next out. Yeah, he gets it's Boston. Boston. So that's the thing that um, once again, guys, it, it's tough to be actionable on guys right away. They might not have a great start ahead of them. It's early in the season. It's, it's tough, but you like guys that are, that are good, the guys that show quality. Right. So I think Corey Kluber, he may like, he may not go out there and pitch great against Boston, but he may have a, you know, a nice matchup after that, you know? So I, I'll read you his stats so far from the year uh, so far. Um, it's only two starts, a one, eight, six ERA, 9.2 innings, Nine Ks, a one-one-three whip. Um, last year before he got hurt, he was pretty good for the Yankees. He threw a no-hitter. I think Tampa. Once again, I think I feel like I did this rant yesterday, but I'll, I'll do it again today for anyone that didn't hear. You know, it's a new day, so a new type of rant here. But um, the thing is, Tampa's good at managing their starters, and I think they're going to do the same here with Kluber. I'll, I'll leave it at that. Um, if we, uh, yeah, we'll keep it pushing here. Um, let's go with the next guy, uh, young kid, Jordan Hicks. Finally, uh, after a bunch of, uh, maybe will he, won't he get the start? He's officially getting his uh, first shot in the rotation coming up. It's against the Miami Marlins, Matt. If that's one you want to go out there and do, I kind of like that matchup better. I'll, you know, as my boy, I'll, I'll throw, throw that one your way. If you want to, if you need, if you need one, I know everyone needs a pitcher right now, but, um, he showed, he showed promise so far. I'm going to read you. Um, let, okay. He didn't play during 2020 and in uh, last year, he only threw 10 innings. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read you a combination of 2018 and 2019. So in, uh, across that time period, it was 106.1 innings, uh, three, four, seven ERA, 101 strikeouts. The whip's a little high with a one, two, three, but you know what, as a, you know, he's 25 this year and he's off to a pretty good start this season and he throws a hundred miles an hour. 
I mean, I don't know if he's on the Hunter Green level, but I think he has some promise. Let's see if he can go out there and uh, maneuver against this uh, Miami Marlins lineup in his first start. You know, they got Jazz and uh, Jose, uh, Jesus Sanchez, you know, Matt's boy. Um, really the only guys you really got to worry about in that lineup. So if he could, you know, work around them too, I think he can go out there and have a decent start. I'm probably not expecting more than maybe four innings, five tops if he goes out there and he looks fantastic because, as I said, he's only thrown four innings so far this year. But um, I think it's somebody that you go out there and you take the shot on. I'm going to pull up his ownership percentage um, while Matt. Uh, 14%. Gives, gives so it's 14%. Oh, there we go. Got my yeah. back. Go ahead, Matt. You know, I, I, you know, he's not somebody I'm rushing to go get, but you know what? He's intriguing. I think if he has a good start against Miami this weekend and he doesn't let Jose Sanchez just, you know, crush the ball on him. This Jesus Sanchez, I apologize. Uh, I, did, I almost did the same thing. <laughs> yeah. uh, crush the ball on him this weekend like he's doing on everybody. Then I think, you know, he's probably worth an ad. But, you know, if you're desperate, maybe. But mm, I, I would just hold off, watch list, and let's see what he does. Yeah, I'll, I'll say the same thing. I mean, well, the, here's the tough thing, though, is because if he goes out there and he shows out against Miami, uh, he's going to be a great pickup and everyone's going to be on it. I'll tell you this. If you have the spot right now, and, you know, some of these other guys that we mentioned already picked up in your league, I'd say take the chance on him. I think there's a chance that he goes out there and he's pretty good. Uh, moving on to another guy, um, he's more more owned here, but I would say he's good enough that I want to mention him. Uh, that's Carlos Carrasco of the New York Mets that have also been playing pretty well so far. Uh, I'm going to give you his ownership percentage. He's 68% owned on Yahoo, so he's not. he hasn't hit that 70 threshold yet. I think he should be um, probably almost 100% owned at this point because uh, Carlos Carrasco has been a great pitcher his, almost his whole career. He's been dealing with a lot of up and down injuries the last few years, though, so I'm not going to go out there and really hold too much of that against him. I'll give you his stats so far this year um two starts he has a 084 era across 10.2 innings 13 k's he's only walked two he's got a 065 whip he's looked absolutely fantastic so far now once again i know uh he had a really bad 2021 and a really bad 2019 but other than that going back to 2014 the guy's been super consistent and once again i forget the specifics of the injuries he's been dealing with and i believe one of them was even a really bad one it's cancer so um yeah that's right. See, I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to say it. Thank he you had for, lymph- for he had lymphoma, so he had to take yes. off the, the, only take reason he the only reason oh, he didn't oh. play in 2020 was because he was going through chemo and he didn't want to risk getting COVID. So, and he finally bounced back. So more power to him. Um, you know, the only thing I'm going to say about Carrasco is he's had two very light matchups. So he played Washington and he put, had played yes. Arizona. Yes, yes, and that's true. He is rolling into um, San Francisco, so I would probably yeah, let's see how he does. That. Um, so he's definitely at least worth the start. Uh, long-term outlook, let's see how he does when he gets a real hard team. But right now, he didn't know he's an ad while he's playing all these cushion games. Uh, you know, I think next week he might be going up against the Phillies, so that'll be his real test. And yeah, yeah, uh, we, yeah. can, we can roll from there. But, uh, you know, next, last guy, I mean, next guy is uh, Joe, Josiah, Josiah Gray. Josiah Gray. And Washington Nationals. Exactly. So they, they, they actually need a pitcher pretty bad. So thank God, he, you know, this kid's come to town. Um, so far, he's looking pretty good. Uh, his last start against the um, against Arizona. Wow, they played Arizona too. He had a really yeah. nice game. He caught the win. He got eight Ks, one six nine ERA with a ninety four WHIP. Looks real good. And um, you know, his game before that, he played Atlanta, got the W, got five Ks, gave up no runs, and had an uh, eight, uh, 80, uh, 0.8 uh, ERA WHIP. So you know, he's looking pretty good. 
I think that, you know, at this point you can confidently add them with confidence and, you know, roll them out there each and every week until we see something else happen. Some other well, all right. Well, here, here's the thing. I'd say I'd, I'd hold the horses on, on rolling him out against everybody. I think he looks good so far. Um, he came over in the trade last year. Matt, if you want to look that up where he came from, I know I, what I'm, I am going to say is um, he's 37% owned here on Yahoo. Came over in the trade last year. Forget exactly from where and uh, what the trade was, but he was a big time prospect. He looks good so far, but the control is an issue with the one three three whip so far. I want to see him get that control under, you know, looking a little bit better, getting better command of the plate. Um, he has the San Francisco um, Giants, which is, uh, you know, going to be a tough matchup for him upcoming. Um, the thing is, uh, yeah, you said he looks good against the Braves, which is uh, awesome. You know, very tough team, but he struggled against the Mets in his first outing. So I would like to see how he looks against the Giants before I'm going to, you know, rush out and um, add him. I think, honestly, he might be the low man out of everybody we spoke about so far. I might have him over Jordan Hicks, but I'd like everybody else we spoke about over Josiah Gray so far, in my opinion. I think he could be a big strikeout guy but i'm not sure how well that um era and whip are going to hold up i mean i just got to see more out of them than this this uh one big start against arizona so i'm gonna just, i'm just gonna say this one he came from the dodgers and the trade for Trey turner that so, yes that's what it was i knew it was a big one that's why i wanted yeah. you to pull it up thank you so one thing i'm gonna say is you know coming out of the dodgers who you know just poop out you know pitchers like there's no tomorrow you know, the fact that he's doing this against Atlanta is, is some is vote of confidence in my book. And, you know, he really didn't get too much of a shy over at, uh, at the Dodgers. Cause I mean, who's breaking into that line. Yeah, right? yeah. No, exactly. Yes. He, yeah. He got most of his uh, stats when he came over last year. Right. So it, it's encouraging, even though he had a five, four, eight ERA, not all those games are good. Not all the games yeah. are bad. So yeah. I think this year he's building on what he learned last year. And I think there's some good upside on him. And the reason why I'm, I'm, I'm saying just, you know, play him till he drops is because of all the injuries. And I like yeah. it better than Kluber because I think Kluber, the, the it's going to fall out from under Jordan. Yes, Hicks, yeah. Jordan Hicks, you know what? This is going to be his first um, first start. And he was rolling with the bullpen when he was getting. Yeah. Actually I, I'll, I'll, I'll give so, you Jordan Hicks because we haven't seen it yet. But right. I'm going to take me personally. I'm taking Kluber over him at this point because I just I, I don't think he has great control yet. Once again, last year, um, the whip was a one, three, five across 70 innings. Um, and it's a one, three, two already this year. So he hasn't really shown me improvement in that department. Uh, you know, the ERA is uh, a three, one, four. Once again, we don't like to get too crazy on this podcast with crazy stats, but we talked about FIP a couple of times. Once again, just going to bring it up here. It's fielding independent pitching. It's kind of an ERA indicator. It lets you know um, how they would be with like, you know, average fielding around them. And it's a four Oh three. So it's just saying that he's getting kind of lucky here a little bit so far in my opinion. And I know, I know what I'm getting with Corey Cooper as long as he's not hurt. So I, I'm, I have Cooper over him in this, uh, in my opinion so far. And I did say he's 37% on Yahoo, though, Josiah Gray. So if any of these other guys haven't been taken or if you um, agree with Matt more than you agree with me, um, go out there and pick him up. He's still out there in a bunch of leagues. So um, we got one more guy here for you left in uh, our segment here, and that's uh, Matt Brash, somebody who I'm pretty high on. A lot of people are high on at this point. Um, he's looked good so far. Um, he's a pros- uh, He was a, a high-end prospect coming up. He pitches for the Seattle Mariners, and I'm going to read you off um, his full stat line so far. I'll do, I will say this. In his first start, um, he was uh, some of the, the pitching indicators that a lot of the big time experts use were saying that his stuff rates very, very highly. So um, it, it's it's going to be interesting to see what uh, Matt Brash can do here. So, so far in two starts, he has a 3-3-8 ERA, uh, 10.2 innings pitched, 
11 strikeouts. He has walked seven. So, I mean, that is pretty high. And the whip's pretty high, too, with a 1-2-1. But he is only 24 years old. His first taste of the bigs, figuring it out. Um, I think he has amazing stuff. But once again, he's probably a little bit lower than some of these other guys we talked about here. Once again, I probably got Jordan Hicks at the bottom, Matt Brash above them. But I think he's comparable to a Josiah Gray. I think they're right there with each other. I think you could go out there and make your choice. I'm going to pull up um, how owned he is here for you. But he's a he was a high-end prospect, so you can go out there and take a look. Matt, uh, your thoughts here on Matt Brash? I think he's a pickup and start. He's my number two guy on the uh, out of this whole thing. Uh, okay. I think, yeah, um, it's pretty much because Blackburn, then Brash, 1A, 1B. So, you know, I think that there's going to be a lot of long-term upside for him, you know, being that he was a top-end prospect. I don't think, you know, he's going to keep up what he's doing now, but I think that some something along the lines of where he's going to be an impact and, you know, that wave of wire first two pickups of the year that you're going to have for the whole season. Damn, some big words there on him. He's 49% owned on Yahoo. I don't know if I have him there as high as Matt. Um, I'll be honest with you. So we only got a few names here. I'll go ahead and I'll give you my rankings of them. I think if Carlos Carrasco is still out there by some chance, he, he's number one, but he's 67% owned on Yahoo. So I don't think you have a chance with him. Then I'll go out there and I'll say uh, Paul Blackburn is going to be my number two. I'm going to be honest. I think Corey Kluber is my number three, and you ride that until the wheels fall off because I think Tampa is going to be a good managing him. Then I probably got Matt Brash at four, Josiah Gray at five, and Jordan uh, Hicks at six. So once again, guys, that's six really, really good starting pitchers. Well, not really, really good, but really, really good for the waiver wire that the MDs are coming out here and providing for you. Matt, I don't know if you want to give us uh, how you'd rank them as well. So it'd probably be Blackburn, Brash. Over Carrasco. Well, Carrasco, I don't think you're getting him. Mostly. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, but you would, you do, you would have Carrasco one though, right? Uh, probably after Blackburn. I think Damn, that really, you're that high on Blackburn. Well, the thing is, it's, I don't think I'm going to have Carrasco all year. So okay, like, that's I, fair. I don't think he's going to be this good in a month from now where I think Blackburn has that upside. So if I'm going to go out there and use my number one waiver priority, I'm going to use it on him. Yeah. So, um, and then I'd probably go Carrasco, then I go Kluber, then I go Gray, and then I go Hicks. So that's just where I'm at. I just I would love to say Hicks, but he's more of a wait and watch for me at least. So that's kind of where I'm at. And I feel uh, you. I feel you. Yeah. So there is one other person that I really want to talk about, and I really hate to just give this away to everybody in our league. Go ahead. But. I'm even going to tell you. So the name Zach Plesak sound familiar? Yes. So Plesak had two good starts and it's the name. He's 59% owned and I'm kind of intrigued. I know that last year was an outright bust, but you know, 2020 was a season where he, you know, he got his name, name recognized. So I think he's somebody you put on the waiver wire or pick up because he's starting tomorrow against the White Sox. And I want to see what he does. I don't see you roll him out. I don't say you roll him out, but I say you watch and see what he does. And if he actually pitches and does police act things like he was doing in 2020, he's somebody you pick up immediately. So, you know, you see what, see what's going on with him. I'm very excited to see what he's going to do. And usually when uh, I look at a picture, I'm, I'm pretty right. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll, I'll be honest with you, Matt. I'm, I'm going to disagree with you here on police act. And I'll, I'll, I'll go as far as to say that of everyone that we just spoke about, I'd have him dead last. Well, he is last. I, That's why I brought him up last. Yeah, no, I'm just, I'm just yeah, I'm, I'm just going to be honest. I he's mean, intriguing. The thing is, 
I think it was a lot of smoke and mirrors the first two years of his career, as far as I'm concerned. And everything that I've heard about him, his stuff isn't great. Um, he's not a good strikeout pitcher. He had one really good year, and it's an outlier. It was 55 innings. Um, it, it's he's just not somebody that's for me. I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm letting somebody else go out and, and get Zach Plesac. I'm not. I'm not adding him in any of my leagues, to be honest. I understand. It's just, it's just my opinion. Just my opinion. I understand. I think that you know what, not for nothing. You know, he's worth. He's worth a look. He's a waiver if wire. If he watch. goes out there and he does something good against the White Sox, okay, maybe I'll think See, about it. But, that's but it, why would, it would be really on, depending on who his next start is against. Because if his next start after that is against like a, like Toronto or somebody, I'm still not starting him. I, I, even if he does go out there and pitch good against the White Sox, well, right. To me, I, he's a smoke and mirrors guy. To me, he's like, all right, on. maybe. All right, call on. Take go you, ahead, you, you take you, take you, take you level down. You're intense today. You like cut me off. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. My bad. <laughs> So all I'm saying is, you know, the reason why we're talking about waiver wires, we're talking about pitchers, yeah, yeah, yeah. everybody's going down. We want to see who we can pick up ahead of everybody else. This is why you listen to our show, right? So this is somebody I say, put on the watch list or even add, and then you could drop him tomorrow after the start if he does take a dump. But if he does... 59% owned. So yeah, I see what you're saying. If he does do something, you take him and you roll with him and you see what he does. You know what? If he, if that upside's back, if he figured it out, what was wrong last year? Maybe he changed his release point. Maybe there was a, a spin or a grip or something. If he Let's did, see. that'd be interesting. Let's see what happens. So he's somebody that did very well, and we're going to at least give him a look and give him the respect he does for having a season two years ago that we were all like, oh, my God, I'm drafting him in the top 30 last year. So you know what? He could be a very nice bounce-back uh, candidate this year. So let's see what he does. And it's intriguing that he had two good starts. Yeah, fair enough. I, I hear where you're coming from with that. Uh, like I said, he's he's just not somebody that's that's for me. But, it, hey, you know what? You could probably do worse than Zach Lisak right now with <laughs> yeah. everyone that's gone down. Yeah, it, 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 it's just tough out there right now in the, the world of uh, starting pitching. That's why we tried to come here and give you this nice little episode, give you just a little, you know, that little edge up on your opponents. But I think we're going to call it there, my brother, unless you got anything else you want to rant about. No, you know what, guys? Just, you know. Give us a follow, give us a subscribe, give us a like, a rating, a review, everything under the sun. You got questions, DM, email at the fan at fantasymds at gmail.com. And uh, you know what? You guys have a great weekend and enjoy, enjoy some baseball. Peace. Catch you next time. Peace.